Hello and welcome to a brand new season of Walk to Wellbeing, the wellness podcast from Health and Wellbeing magazine, sponsored by Sketches. I'm Holly, editor of Health and Wellbeing, and each episode you and I get to join someone as they go for a walk, eavesdropping on them as they talk about their own wellness journey. Each of our guests will answer the same questions, but the conversation, like their walk, might meander a bit as they go. After we leave them, I'll be joined by Laura and Danny from the magazine team to pick out things from that walk that we want to action right away in our lives. Think about your answers to each question as you listen to. And if you'd like to record your own walk to wellbeing, you absolutely can. We would love to hear your answers. So head over to healthwellbeing.com to download the questions today. Right now, though, for the first episode of season three, we're about to join author and presenter Giovanna Fletcher and get to know her a little better as she steps out of her front door in Hertfordshire. Right, I am ready to go. I have my phone in my pocket. I try not to go out without my phone. Uh, Not that I look at it when I'm out, but you know, you never know what might happen. Uh, I also like taking photos of random things like animals that I see <laughs> along the way. Um, but yeah, uh, so I do like to take my phone. It's a safety thing as well, isn't it? Oh gosh, the gate's really stiff. Out the gate. That's <laughs> me shutting the gate. I didn't just do a trump. Um, right, the last time I tried to record this, the heavens opened up and the rain was so bad um, that I just couldn't go out. Um, So, I mean, I don't mind walking in any weather, um, but that was particularly bad, so it ended up not happening. Another gate. And we are out. Um, Away we go. Uh, I've got to say, I do love walking. Um, Obviously, I met loads of people getting out with the family is super important because when you're cooped up inside the kids will go a bit a bit cray cray a bit wild um, and just literally putting some space between them getting out of the house it just makes everyone feel better knowing that there is space around them I'm just going to do my jacket up a bit so that doesn't jangle I'm actually wearing one of my coats from my regatta collection um, that I did with them. Uh, so it's out now and it's very, very comfy. It's a water repellent one as well, just in case. Um, because I know that it's very cloudy today and who knows what might happen. Um, so yes, I love walking. It's one of my f- most fun things to do. I can remember, <laughs> I am one of those people, by the way, who would put down, and when people say, what are your hobbies? I would say walking. Um, and I can remember a comedian once used, uh, you know, people that use walking as their hobbies in his stand-up as part of his, <laughs> as part of the, part of his humour. And he was like, how? It's like writing down breathing. You have to breathe and you have to walk. And yes, that is very, very true. 
but there's walking to the kitchen or to the restaurant and then there's just walking out in nature or wherever you might live and just seeing the world a bit. Um, we are, where I am, let me place you. Uh, so uh, we have recently moved to Hertfordshire. I say recently, that's a lie. We've been here for a year, but time has just whizzed by. And, um, and so I've found this route. I've made this route. Um, there are, I know a few now that I can walk. Um, and so that I don't get too lost. I do tend to kind of stick to it. I know how long they'll take me. Um, and it feels nice. There's like some ups and downs bits all through like country fields. And um, it's all very, very nice. There is a bit of road action as well. Um, I usually listen to podcasts actually when I walk. Sometimes I listen to music. Um, but I feel like podcasts are a nice way of feeling like you've connected with someone even though you haven't and it helps your thoughts. Um, but I think walking in general actually helps your thought process. And um, I've always got out and walked and I think I've always done that before I even realized it was a thing. Um, to, to get out and walk for your mental health. Um, I can remember I did a show years ago, like 2008. And at that time, I didn't know any walks near me in our old house. What I used to do is there was just this one field out back. And I used to literally walk round and round this field for about two hours a day. I used to get up super early in the frosty winter, like feeling the crunch underneath my wellies. I've got wellies on those walks, I don't know why. And I can remember it. Um, and then years later, me and my dad used to meet up for walks before the kids came along, actually. Um, we used to go for a little walk around South End or where we were in Northwood. And um, we'd make mackerel sandwiches for lunch. Uh, <laughs> and it was brilliant. Um, since the kids have come along, walking's a little bit different if we're doing it with the family. Um, a little bit more stop-starty. I find with kids, either they're not moving or they're running away from you, um, which keeps walks interesting, I guess. Um, right, shall I actually answer some questions? Because I'll probably uh, be saying stuff that could be in answers. So let's see, what's the first question? What gets you out on a walk? Think about what time of day you prefer to go out and what you enjoy doing slash seeing on them. Um, well, I'm happy to go for a walk at any time of day, actually. Um, I do, uh, uh, mornings I would prefer over afternoons, although evenings after dinner with the kids is, um, it's brilliant going out for a walk with them then, because um, the alternative is that they just want to sit in front of the TV really, whereas if they get out, it's always nice sunsets and stuff around as well. So while it's not just too dark in the evenings, I do like the after dinner walk. Um, in the winter we have to change up and go for a walk in the daytime, so the weekends Often I fill a flask up with hot chocolate. Get a maybe a, a can of squirty cream, if, <laughs> if I remember. Pack that up and then, so we'll go for a walk as a family and then we'll stop and uh, um, yeah, have a little nice hot chocolate. It's a nice little incentive to get, get those carry on walking. Just more, just a five minutes more, then we'll stop. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, getting out on a walk, what makes me walk? 
I just think there's something about walking that's really therapeutic and I don't know whether it's being outside because it's not the same if you're running on a um, like a treadmill it's just it's just not I think your body has to react in a different way outside um, takes on different challenges um, and actually I do big treks I do big walking events with Coverfield Breast Cancer Awareness Charity that my patron of and um, started off doing it once a year and now it's twice a year and we take 100 people more than 100 people I think 120 people are coming with us to the Sahara this year and um, and we walk and we raise money and awareness for Copperfield and um, and as we're doing that you know we're tackling all these different terrains that we've walked in Amman, we've walked in Pembrokeshire, we've walked in the Himalayas, we're doing Sahara, we've walked in Scotland, so all those terrains are so different some things sometimes it's quite flat sometimes you're really up against it with the the rocks and stuff and wherever you're walking and um, and the one thing about all of them is, is the fact that there's so many people and you find, because you're focusing on your feet in a way, the, your barriers are down and the words start tumbling out of your mouth and, um, yeah, you find yourself kind of going deep uh, into certain thoughts and conversations in a way that you maybe wouldn't if you were just sat around a table. I think it's, um, yeah, there's something about doing the activity, the walking, that gets you out of your head a little bit, um, which I think is why it's amazing for mental health, whether you're walking or running. It's just whatever those pressures and those stresses are in life, it kind of elevates a little bit and lifts. I like to think of them kind of sitting on my shoulders and then getting out of the house kind of elevates them a little bit. So they're still there, all those pressures or whatever that's on your mind are still there, but they're off your shoulders. They, they carry less weight, so you're able to assess and look at them a bit differently. And I do think the treks do that as well so um yeah so obviously because i do that twice a year i do like to get out and walk as much as possible um although it's not easy with schedule wise and the kids and stuff but um because i know that when i get out there on the trek i don't want to be huffing and puffing at the back um you know and and struggling so i want to be there having those conversations that are super important um and feeling like i'm um yeah, I'm, I'm not holding anyone back. Um, so, yeah, I think, uh, what do I enjoy seeing on them? Uh, maybe, what do I enjoy seeing on walks? I like just seeing countryside, to be honest. Um, I do love a walk on the beach. I've stopped, I've literally stopped to have a look at what I can see. I can see lots of fields around me right now. Um, lots of trees. Um, the M25 is a little way off. You can hear a plane somewhere. Um, but seeing-wise, I like seeing nature. Um, although, if I'm on a book tour, I've got to say, I do um, love just getting out and about and seeing anywhere around town. Um, I like seeing people. Tom always tells me off because I can't walk past a person without saying good morning, referencing something like their dog, their coat, <laughs> whatever. Um, the weather, I, I can't help myself. So I do love seeing people. And I think part of that is working from home and being isolated quite a lot it's it's good to get out and um, to have that human connection okay two where's your dream walk think about the walk you loved most in the past the one you would like to be on today and where you would really want to walk in the future um i've just got back from italy i have been filming a tv show with my dad my sister my brother so georgie and mario georgina and mario and um and every day, we would start the day before filming. We were there for nearly a month. Um, we would start the day 
walking or running. So Mary would generally run, like go off and then come back, go off and then come back. And me and my dad would mostly walk, sometimes break into a little run if we're going downhill. <laughs> um, but what I absolutely love about Italy is, is, the, is the terrain, is the fact that the, you know, the undulation of the mountains, you feel like you're walking for 10 minutes and the view is completely different, like being that little bit higher up. Um, so yeah, so I would say um, being in Italy, right? Italy, <laughs> if I say that word right, being in Italy is, um, is quite the treat. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a lovely walk. I'm always looking for new walks though. Um, I've got some great apps on my phone, like for different trails and stuff, which I find really, really useful. Also, when you're walking around and you come to a field, you're like, am I allowed to walk across this? It's really good at letting you know whether you can or not. Um, so yes, so I would be in Italy, although I'm always on the lookout for new places to walk and always open for recommendations. Um, when you're feeling stressed, how do you combat triggers? Think about what helps you calm down and clear your mind. Oh, that's a big old question, isn't it? Um, I can feel quite overwhelmed sometimes in life. Um, I met someone yesterday, actually, who only has one thing in his diary a day, and I know that's a, a place of privilege, and, um, but that's one thing stressed about a day. A day. Um, and then you kind of look at your own diary and go, oh, yes, there's quite a few things. And then that's before the mother load comes on and all the life admin. And, you know, I think as well, as well being an author, you constantly have that thing in the back of your mind where you're like, got to write a book, got to write a book. What's the book? What's the book? Um, and, and I do think that taking myself off for a walk or a run is really helpful. Boxing I find really useful. Um, so it is always actually some sort of physical activity. Um, yeah. And also acknowledging the fact, I think that you're feeling overwhelmed sometimes is, is really, really helpful. Um, I start feeling, no, interestingly actually being away in Italy, cause I was there for so long. And even though I was overseeing all the mum stuff and you know, all the, all the stuff, everything, I was still keeping everything afloat and going. But just before coming back, I could feel you know, the, the worry, the stresses, literally, it's like they were <laughs> around the edges of Miura, <laughs> or however you want to describe it, just coming into frame and just like, I'm using my fingers to describe this, which I do realise isn't great on a podcast, but I can just feel it sort of coming in, like, you know, the, the proper world, the real world, I'm going back there, and this stuff, you've got to get sorted, so, yeah, I, uh, I, I think being aware of those things is really, really important. Um, yeah, I think it's very hard to clear your mind. Um, but activities where <laughs> you can't think of anything other than what you're focusing on, that's, they're good. Um, so running, I think I spend most of my time running, just going, oh, I hate running. This is awful, I hate running, this hurts. <laughs> um, but the best thing about going for a run is when you stop at the end. The best thing. Although I did see, um, I, I, li I was listening to Jenny Falconer's podcast about running, Run Pod, and she had Lorraine Kelly on. <laughs> and they're obviously talking about running, that's what a podcast is about. And um, Lorraine was saying how you never see a happy runner. 
And I was at the time, well, no, but the same time, I would say that whenever I would see people running, I'd be really happy. Like there is also that, although I say the best part about running is stopping, I think I always had a bit of a smile on my face because I was just so <laughs> happy to be out of the house. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, things like running and boxing for me are, are great in terms of actually just blocking out the things that stress me. So I guess that clears my mind in some way. Um, yeah. What is the next question? What does switching off look like to you? It, is it important to disconnect? Or is that the wrong way to think about it? How selfish are you able to be in your life? What rituals do you use to switch off? This is many questions and I forgot it. Forgot it and I've forgotten the first one. Um, what does switching off look like to you? What does switching off look like to you? I think in the same way that you can't really clear your mind, I think switching off is pretty tough. And I think because of most of the things I do, um, well, they are fun things. And, you know, we have, we have baby and writing and various other things that I've got going on, like the collection and things like that. Your mind is always going. And when you sit and you don't do, I feel really uncomfortable in that. And it's not, I, and it's not a feeling, I don't know. I feel, I feel like sometimes it can feel a little bit unproductive, which I don't, it's sometimes that maybe that's not a very uh, useful way of looking at it. But just sitting, I don't know. Although saying that, one thing I love on a book tour so when I'm staying away from the boys for a night or two in a hotel, I get to my hotel room, I sit on the bed, sometimes in darkness, don't switch on the TV, don't switch on the radio, I just sit and enjoy that stillness, because life is go, go, go. So I do love that. Um, but yeah, do you know what? I, um, <laughs> I broke my ankle at the end of last year and I couldn't do, I couldn't do anything. Um, mentally as well, I was in such a bad place. Like I had, I was in the middle of a show at the time. I was in 222 A Ghost Story at the Gilgood in, uh, in the West End. And that was amazing, such a career highlight. Um, and I broke my ankle on stage. And so for the following two weeks, while I, I only had just over two weeks off, and then I went back on stage in an air boot um, and uh, just, absolutely love being back on stage. Some of the audience members didn't even realise that I had the air boot on. Um, but in that two weeks where I was off, the first week, um, I really had to lean into the, it's okay to just sit here. It's okay to just watch Superstore, um, you know, the whole series of Superstore um, and just be in bed, not be with the kids, not be productive. Also, I was on some very strong painkillers. so. My brain, it was like a fogginess that I couldn't do anything anyway. I just had to lean into this, this time to be still, um, this time not to do, and, um, and alleviate any of the pressure. And quite a few people around me were like, maybe this is a good thing. You know, you've got to see this as, a, as, a, as, a, um, as something to kind of go with rather than try and fight against. And for the first week, that's totally what I did. Um, so I do understand the need for stillness and calm and um, 
and boshing out everything else, boshing out, blocking out. I think I should do some yoga at some point. I think it'll be really good for me. Um, that's many things in life there, isn't it? I think we all, all look at our lives and go, oh, you know what, I'd love to do that. I'd love to start horse riding. Horse riding's a great activity. God, I haven't done that for a long time. I haven't done that since before kids. Um, but I used to love doing that because you've got you know, this great big animal between your legs and you, you can't really focus on anything else other than your relationship with, with the horse and um, you know, what, you're, what you're doing. Oh, going on a hack with a horse is, oh, it's an amazing thing. Um, I listen to this podcast, by the way, and I've got to say, I love, it's like going on the treks. I love that everyone just kind of goes off in their own little world and they start talking so they forget that they're recording a podcast. I have literally just done that. Um, okay. When was the last time you challenged yourself to try something new or different? How did it go? Oh, um, so, I would say, when we were in Italy, well, I tried lots of different food, um, but more than that, we made different food as well. Um, Dad taught me how to make um, pasta that my nonna would have taught him. Um, that's taratelle. Um, and then I went to a baker's and I learned how to make sfogliatelle. I think it's osfogliatella. Um, that was amazing. And then nundundri, which is another type of um, pasta, but made with ricotta in the pasta, um, which blew my mind. Um, so I did really love that. And, and cooking, actually, is definitely an activity that kind of takes your mind... Um, yeah, yeah, you can't focus on anything. Oh, a bug. I'm going to check my mic because I'm, yeah, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> I get really panicky about things like that. Um, yes, uh, I would say uh, cooking is an activity where you do, you do, you have to just block out everything else and focus on what you're doing. And there's something really therapeutic and lovely about that. So yes, in Italy, I tried lots of new food. Tried making lots of new food. Um which was great fun. Um, what else have I? Uh, challenged yourself to do something new or different. Yeah, I would say those. And I would say um, it's been really good fun to, to see what foods people make and love and are passionate about and where they came from. Um, and seeing if I can bring that back to the family in some way. Who's really nailing their well-being in your life? A friend, a family member, someone you follow on Insta, someone who inspires you. What about them do you wish to try to emulate? My dad is um, really nailing well-being, I would say. And he has for quite a long, long time. I think he hit 40-ish and suddenly started running, then started cycling. And he's the fittest person I know. Like he'll go out, one day he'll go out on a 50K bike ride. The next day he'll go out on an 8K run. You know, he's, he's 67. 
And um, sometimes I look at my watch in the mornings and I see that he's been, I've been running around after the kids, but he's gone on a 50 or 70k bike ride. Makes me feel very lazy. Um, but uh, yeah, so dad's very active, like he plays golf and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but he also enjoys life, enjoys food, um, always willing to try new things. Um, yeah, I think he's got a really good balance. Like I don't think my dad's ever thought about things in a, in a way of it being fitness and well-being. Uh, or even for his, maybe he has thought about it being for his health. I'm sure that, you know, as we get older, we hit certain milestones and go, oh, like me, I better try the yoga. <laughs> but I better start doing these things. Um, I think it's just, uh, yeah, and doing all that activity means that he can drink the wine, eat the food, you know, all in moderation. I think Dad goes big probably when he's with us. But every phone call we have with him, it's about food. <laughs> what did you have for breakfast? What are you having for lunch? Oh, what are you having for dinner? Always, every day. Um, so yeah, in terms of wellness, I think he's got a really good way of looking at things. And so yeah, I'd definitely say him. But likewise, my mum actually has a dog. And she gets out every day. Oh, horses. She gets out every day with Ralphie. And I think that's such a good, good thing, you know, getting up, getting out um, and having that reason to do that. Because I think, you know, I, I love going out for a walk and having a big old wander. Um, but not everyone is like that. And I think um, dogs are a great, only source of company, but they get you out so you speak to other people as well. I would like a dog one day. Maybe as the boys get a little bit older. Who knows? They keep trying to steal Ralphie. <laughs> okay. What's one recent little win you're happy with? Um, you know what? I'm going to turn this on to the regatta collection. Um, I was super chuffed when regatta asked if I wanted to work on a collection with them. Um, as I've kind of explained walking and being outdoors it's so important to me whether that's out on a walk out in the garden at the playground with the kids whatever it is being outside is so important um oh god i've heard so many italians refer to everything as importante it's important <laughs> now i think my vocab has gone down to it's important um but it is being out with nature I don't feel like as humans we're meant to be cooped up. Um, and to have a collection that's literally, I hate, even um, with, when I'm writing things like that, I hate clothes that restrict me, that make me feel like I can't move in a certain way or dig into my squidgy sides as I'm trying to write. It's all really distracting. Um, likewise with my outerwear, you know, and, and so with, for this collection, I wanted it to, be a load of items that so there's eight items in the collection and I wanted them to feel like you could chuck it on and do anything with whether that's a school run whether it's going out for a walk whether it's going and seeing your mates for a, I don't know a cheeky glass of wine in the evening 
Um, but I wanted, it to, I wanted it to feel like life's out there. Go and do it. Don't be held back because you've got a fancy pants coat on and you can't do anything in it. Um, so for me, practicality, um, durability. Durability, that is a word. Um, uh, the fact they look good. Um, people look, I feel really, I'm wearing one now and I feel great in it. Um, that was all really, really important to me. Um, yeah, and it's really exciting. So I would say that this is, it's more than a little win, to be honest. I'd say it's a big, a big win. Um, yeah. And also, I guess for me, it kind of looks at what these items are in our wardrobe. Why do we have them? We have them so that we can go out and, do, and live life. We have them so that they, they help us do the things that we want to do. Um, yeah. So I'm thrilled to to be working with Regatta on it. Um, and it's been so much fun. Um, yeah. What's the biggest life lesson you've learnt this year? Oh gosh. I guess it has to go back to my ankle being broken, to be honest. Because um, at the time, like, on it, like, it happened mid-show. Like I still had 25 minutes left of the show and um happened on stage literally no one did anything it was me walking i managed to walk and roll um my weight was on one foot and my mallet the foot it was already rolled so i managed to probably crack it um and it was a matinee show <laughs> i can remember coming off stage after that scene and saying to james buckley james i've really hurt my ankle my language was a bit fruitier than that. And him saying, don't worry, G, just breathe, you're fine. Like, yep. <laughs> and then going back on stage and finishing the show. Like, literally just, I mean, at that point of the show, it's all quite emotional and heightened anyway, but literally tears streaming down my face. Hello, Orsie. Um, and one of the things was me just feeling like, you know, I've worked so hard. You know, I went to drama school growing up. I've, um, I've wanted to be back on stage for so long. Like, that dream had come true. You know, I was a leading lady in the West End. And in that one moment, I felt like I'd totally messed it up. Totally messed up, you know, that dream becoming a reality. And, uh, and I feel like we often have moments that feel really overwhelming and crushing and we can't see past them in many ways. Um, they feel all-consuming. And, um, and I can remember literally two days later trying to go to the loo in the night and not taking my crutch, not putting my boot on because I thought, oh, it's only there. It's only, what... 15 feet away or whatever and getting to the loo and being in so much pain that time had to carry me back and just feeling like oh, never <laughs> I've, I'm never getting back on stage to this play I've really messed it up which is such a silly mentality to have you can't mess things up by breaking an ankle or by getting hurt by being poorly you know it's just one of those things and um, 
yeah, I, I think moments like that can feel so overwhelming. And, um, and I do think that, you know, allowing your body to heal, giving yourself that time. And also mentally, I think that, that sudden stop, that sudden, um, yeah, that sudden stop, that sudden adrenaline crash, um, you know, the trauma, if you like, of getting told the news of, yeah, it's definitely broken. Um, it's a lot. And I think the lesson for me is that um, it's all right. Now, I can remember, weirdly, I can remember Richard Arnold on um, Good Morning Britain once. Do you know why? It, it was on one morning. And I can remember him saying that often when we're in moments like that, we've got to just look to the future and kind of go, this won't be the same then. You know, I think very, so often we get consumed in the now. But if we look to the future, you know, things will be different, things evolve. And sure enough, my ankle did heal, because obviously I'm out walking now. Um, but, yeah, I think um, it's okay to sit in it a bit when those things happen. But don't let it over, overly consume you. Unless you're watching Superstore on Netflix and just, you know, <laughs> letting that watch over, wash over you. Uh, it was brilliant, by the way. I did thoroughly enjoy that. Um, when's the last time you cried? Tears of sadness, happiness, relief, or anything else? Oh, okay. So while I was in Italy, um, obviously missing my kids a lot. We were sending videos to each other every day. I spoke to them every day on the way to school, on their way back. And I sent them videos that when we saw Vesuvius, I was like, hey, look, this is a volcano, which they couldn't quite get their heads around. And they sent me videos back. And but obviously it's not the same as being with your brothers and having all the kisses and cuddles and stuff. Um, and I got offered a job that was a really long time away from them. Um, oh, I can talk about, so I, I was offered a tour of Wish You Were Dead, um, a play by Peter James. I've known people that have done previous books by him, uh, like stage adaptations of his previous books. Um, brilliant job, brilliant offer. And um, uh, so I had uh, the audition over Zoom when I was out there. And, uh, and it was, um, yeah, but five months, I, there was just no way. So I agreed to do 10 weeks and um, and obviously what an amazing opportunity. I know I'm going to have the best time ever. I cannot wait to get into rehearsals. But I think it was that thing of knowing that um, I was away from the kids and missing them and planning something that I'll be away from them again. Um, that, that just, it wasn't even the prospect of the future job because actually you break it down, you're home every week, there are five weeks of it are commutable of the 10. Um, one of the weeks is, you know, there's somewhere where they can come and see me for the week because it's the holidays. Um, so, you know, really in the grand scheme of things, it's more than fine. It's not like that chunk is that's 10 weeks away and I'm not seeing them, which I know so many people have to do around the world for work. So it's not that. Um, I think it was just, uh, I think it was just that, is it a pressure gauge? 
I think it just lifted the lid and made me go, oh, <laughs> I miss my kids. Um, so that was a, yeah, that was a big old cry. <laughs> um, and my sister and my brother messaged and asked if I wanted to go out for dinner. And I was like, no. And then when I knew they'd already left, I messaged them and said, I really don't feel good. I really can't stop crying. So once they got back from dinner, they came onto my hotel bed and we had a good old natter and a laugh. Um, I love my siblings. I feel very blessed to have siblings that just sit with you in it. Um, don't have to prod, don't have to ask questions. You know, just make me laugh. Um, but yeah, that was the last big cry. And you know, now I'm back. And what is amazing about my family, and I think nowadays, you know, being able to speak to them all the time, being able to be on the videos, is that within 10 seconds of being with them, like you forget that you haven't been with them. You've had this amazing experience and you can tell them all about it. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think we put so much pressure on ourselves all the time and the guilt that all parents, I don't believe it's just mums, I think all parents feel are having to, you know, when it comes to opportunities and careers and being able to provide for your family, um, it looks different for everyone. And I think sometimes we can be quite hard on ourselves. Um, but I know uh, Wish You Were Dead is going to be so much fun and I cannot wait. Uh, and I know my kids um, will want to know all about it. Like when I go on the treks, and I, can't, I actually can't talk to them that much on the treks. And mom, we have no signal at all. When I get back, they can't wait to hear all about it. Like I usually when I get to the airport, I'll send pictures and videos and stuff. And then when I get back, they're instantly getting you know, my rucksack, getting my sleeping bag out, the head torch on, putting up a tent in the garden. Um, so I do think that for my kids, yes, it's amazing to have their mum at home the whole time, but for them to, um, but for them to, to see me doing those things, it inspires them in many ways as well. And it makes them think about the things that they want to do. Like Buddy is forever saying, well, why can I come and walk a mountain with you uh, one day? <laughs> I'm like, yes, you can. Um, my boys at the moment are eight, six, and four. Uh, so we do go on big walks, but not, you know, not absolutely mammoth ones. But as they get older, the, the thought of going on walking holidays with them or on holidays where we might be able to go for a little walk and exploring. Um, well, it's very exciting. Okay, I stopped to read these now. Right, um, what's the best advice you can give someone about happiness? Oh, I think we can all get caught up chasing happiness, if I'm honest. Um, I think as well now with social media and comparing ourselves, I feel like sometimes people can feel a bit, if I have that, I'll be happy. Whether that's an actual, an actual um, object, um, if I had that pair of trainers, if I, have that car, if I had that house, I'd be happy. Um, or a relationship, um, you know, or if I was with that person, that would make me, if I had a boyfriend, that would make me happy. Or if I could, you know, whatever. Um, I think happiness isn't about those things, actually. I think it's about gratitude, about looking at your life and looking at the things that make you happy in it. Um, the small wins shouldn't be overlooked. 
I think um, they're, they're really important. Now, I can have a day where the kids are completely wild and feral and not listening to me and, you know, you can feel quite out of sorts with it all, to be honest, and uh, that feeling of overwhelmed, which we've been talking about. Um, however, there are those little, little moments, the hand slipping into yours, the random hug, the kiss, <laughs> the calm bedtime maybe after a hectic day, that's sometimes how it goes. They feel like everything. Um, so yeah, so happiness isn't one big, one big thing that we should be chasing. I think we have to look at what we already have and, and be grateful for it. Um, oh, that made me feel a little bit emotional then. Ah. Complete the following sentences. Oh gosh, I, I do this at the end of Have Mama Baby and I've got to say, uh, when I sit across the table from someone and say, can you complete these three sentences? I see the panic in their eyes and they think about it a lot. Right. So let's just, I'll try not to feel panics about this. Being healthy is, being healthy is more um, than just the physical. It's about the mental. It's about going for a run. I think growing up, the narrative around fitness was punishing your body to look a certain way. Um, now I think the, uh, it's all changed in a really positive way. And you... Uh, I think it, you exercise for your mind, um, and that, for me, uh, is healthy. So it's doing things for your mind, whether that's exercise, whether that's seeing friends. Um, I, st I still think taking time for you is quite difficult. Like, if, I, if the kids are home and I'm out on a long walk, the guilt does creep in. Um, but likewise, if I'm meant to be writing a book and I'm out on a walk, the guilt is there. Um, but, oh, nearly tripped over. <laughs> I love my bad foot, which I've got to say actually, bad foot is fine. I have physio every now and then, but it's all good. Um, so yes, uh, yeah, it's um, being healthy is uh, looking after yourself in more ways than just going to the gym. Um, I'm most me when, oh, I'm most me when I'm with Tom and the kids and everyone's chilled out so i'm not on i'm not on risk assessment duty or worried or everyone's in a good mood um and um we're just having a good old laugh so i would say that walks i would say i most me on walks as well so when i'm out on the copperfield treks i do feel yeah there's something releasing about them when you feel that feeling of release, that's when you know that's you inside there. Um, all the barriers or whatever that we put up to get us through, um, they're down. And I think that's when you see your true self. The best thing about my walk today has been... Ooh, um, oh, just getting out and talking. It's funny, isn't it? I think what's nice about questions as well um, is that it's a nice little bit of guiding on where the chat's going to go. And I tried not to look at them too much before leaving. And even though I've listened to previous episodes, if you 
if you haven't, go and listen to them. Um, I listened to Natalie Pinkman, was uh, really insightful, really interesting. Um, Dr. Ranch, Andrew McLean. Um, I shall keep listening uh, when I do the pickup today as well. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, it's been nice to just chat, especially since I didn't bump into any people. I bumped into horses, but no people. Oh, there's sheep there now. Maybe I'll go talk to them for a bit. Um, but yes, I'd say the best thing, <laughs> I keep going back to it, don't I? The best thing about the walk today has been being out in the fresh air, um, looking at the world around me, talking, because who knows if I'm going to be talking for the rest of the day before the kids get home. Um, actually, I've got interviews today, so I will be talking. Um, but it's just nice to be free with my thoughts and just letting my, my mouth ramble on. Um, apologies if this has been quite the ramble. Um, I did think that might happen. Um, and also, thoughts come and you're halfway through telling something, saying something, and then a different thought comes and it overrides it, and then you can't remember what came before it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's been a, a lovely excuse to get out of the house um, in the middle of a busy day, because otherwise, I'd just be sat at my desk. So it has been absolutely glorious. I am nearly back home now. Um, so yeah. If you're out walking today, I hope you're having a good one. Um, hope the sun is shining, or not. A little bit of a rainy walk is also fun. Don't let a bit of rain stop you getting out. Um, yeah, speak soon. Bye. I love how Giovanna really got into the spirit of this podcast and she just forgot she was chatting to us all. And if you want to get out on your own walk to wellbeing, our sponsor has a great selection of footwear, perfect for a good old stomp. So before we hear from the team, let's take a moment to hear from Sketches. Here's musician and TV radio host Mylene Class for Sketches Archfit Footwear. My day-to-day -day is jam-packed, including being a full-time mum. And if you're busy like me, you can't be slowed down by uncomfortable footwear with no support. So I get all the comfort and arch support I need with Sketches Archfit Footwear. Sketches teamed up with podiatrists to create footwear with podiatrist-certified arch support for 24-7 comfort. Because if I don't get a day off, neither should my Sketches. Find Sketches Archfit Footwear for men and women everywhere. So, welcome back to season three of the pod. Today, I'm joined by some familiar voices, Laura and Danny. Hello, both. Danny, what did you make of Giovanna's walk? And was there anything you're taking away from this episode? Gosh, there was so much that I wanted to take away from that walk. I thought she was full of such great energy. I loved how she was a real walk to wellbeing fan and um, just a walking in general. And my, I suppose my takeaway would be, 
I like how walking, as we all know, has become such a great part of um, people's routines and a structured form of exercise. But instead of that, I think Giovanna kind of thinks of it like a way to connect with others, like how she was talking about when she goes on those uh, treks for Copperfield Mm -hmm. and an activity that she can do as a family, you know, bringing out uh, hot chocolate and some treats as well for the family, which I thought was really, really nice um, and a really nice way to kind of incentivize it and um, get the whole family moving. Um, How about you, Laura? Yeah, I loved what she said about um, taking the squirty cream with her for the kids' (laughs) hot chocolate. (laughs) That was a real takeaway for me. I'm I'm definitely going to try that. over the autumn and winter (laughs) but yeah she's just so positive isn't she and um Mm -hmm. I remember I actually interviewed her for uh, the magazine um earlier this year and she was talking about the Copperfield treks and it really seems like such a a big part of her life like she really looks forward to them she loves like you said Daniela connecting with the other women on the walk um and how just how I think when you're walking you do have that a sense of freedom I guess um in a way Yeah, we were just talking about that in the office, weren't we, about how when you are out with a walk with someone, you're kind of, you're walking with them side by side and you're not facing one another. It can be quite a good opportunity to perhaps have some of those like difficult conversations Mm -hmm. that you need to have with someone. I don't really know if there's any kind of like science behind that or not, um, but it seems as though we all agreed that it was like a little bit easier. Um, Yeah, and we we said, we threw back to one of our early episodes, didn't we, with uh, Julia Samuel, and how she recommended that if you had a difficult conversation to um, to to walk alongside someone, um, and that was what she did with her family when uh, when they were having uh, family meetings or um, slightly trickier trickier topics to cover. Mm. Yeah, because I think there's that sense of well, you're physically kind of moving forward, aren't you? So it feels a lot more natural and like you're you can kind of make progress or have that conversation without as much tension and I think also um one of the big takeaways for me what she said about gratitude and how you know people get caught up in in chasing happiness and really it's about being thankful for the the things that you have already I think she said happiness is about gratitude and like not to overlook the small wins I think it just it walking puts you in that more positive um mindset doesn't it Mm. yeah totally yeah I think it's just you feel like the fresh air and especially if you're walking in nature like in a in a field or in a forest or something like that you're just you're just more at, at ease so I think that's it's better for having those kind of difficult conversations as well as yeah just sometimes you just get that sense of like it's like the little things isn't it like the sun's shining the leaves between your toes <laughs> yeah I really loved at the end it was very sweet because I feel like she got quite um like just a little bit emotional towards the end when Mm. she was talking about um, happiness and gratitude and yeah being grateful for what you've already got and I think perhaps when people like take a like zoom out a little bit um they can actually see that they've got quite a lot to be grateful for absolutely yeah and I think for me I loved it when um G was talking about the joy of an after dinner walk that flask of hot chocolate um and stopping to watch the sunset and it just felt to me like something as simple as going for a walk could turn into a little piece of luxury mm-hmm. um and yeah. also um I think when um, to tie in Laura with your point about being outside um 
when G was talking about um, walking being therapeutic as well, but only if outside in nature. So it's really interesting that you That's picked true. up on that. Yeah. Um, and that she mentioned that if she was going on a stroll on a treadmill, then um, it's just not going to have the same impact. Um, and I totally get that. There's a sense of all being in nature, which I think, Laura, you were touching on. Mm. Um, and then the fresh air, like you said, um, along with moving the body really helps to shift those emotions and um, shape the thoughts that you're having. I guess that's what we were saying about walking alongside someone mm. um, to have those conversations. But as we all know, health isn't prescriptive and what might work for some just won't work for others. So here um, we're going to be exploring some ideas from our celebrity guests and digging into these discussions. Yeah, it's such a good point that you bring up, Polly, about um, being in nature and the fresh air and yeah, walking alongside somebody. Um, and interestingly, actually, a study by Natural England found that 120 minutes in nature every week is enough to be associated with good health and well-being, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, and is, if, is that all you need? No, exactly. And I thought maybe that does sound quite a lot. But if you break it down per day, um, it's actually not very much. No, not at all. I can imagine that's got some really great mental health benefits. And also, obviously, it's great for your physical body. Well, that reminds me of um, of a feature that we included in the magazine um, earlier on in the year. I think it was uh, Dr. Aria Campbell-Dinesh. Um, she was saying how it's not just the body that benefits from getting out in the fresh air. I think she was like a performance psychologist or something. Um, and she, there was something about um, exercise releasing neurochemicals in the brain that actually make us feel good. Um, and it can reduce anxiety, stress and depression. So it's, yeah, it's backed up by the experts. It's not just a feeling that we get. <laughs> it's backed up by science. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely feel um, less stressed once I've, uh, once I've gone for a walk, um, even if it's just around the block. And I try and do that um, even up just after work for five minutes at the moment just to kind of decompress. And you definitely feel like you've shaken off the day once you've gone for a little little walk around the corner. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like, obviously, with it, because when we're coming into winter now, I feel like the window to get out for a post-work walk <laughs> yeah. is getting smaller and I smaller. Um, yeah. But it's definitely making me cherish those um, those walks a lot more, actually. Absolutely. It's quite nice going out when it's dark, though, as well, actually. Like, I don't mind a, a sort of a, an evening walk. I think because I've got a dog and we're having an extension at the moment, so there's a lot of building work going on. She can't really get out into the garden so I've been having to walk her more often and late at night and even if it's just like five or ten minutes just kind mm. of up and down or around the block and it's quite nice I feel like I do that in the evening and, and then I feel a bit more relaxed afterwards mm. like it kind of bookends the the evening you know that's nice that you can do that definitely like I'm <laughs> very out in the sticks so it probably would be a bit of a I have street lighting. Oh, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I probably need a whole like diddy jacket situation and like head torch on if I was to go out <laughs> like after half past six now. But, um, yeah, no, like you say, I'm I'm exactly the same, Laura. I try and try and close my day with a with a walk, and yeah, after dinner it's the one. <laughs> then you can go into your pajamas and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Netflix day or ended. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's not just us or Giovanna who feel the benefits of going for that alfresco stroll. You, our wonderful listeners, do too. We asked you, what gets you out on a walk? And we've loved reading your answers. Here are just a few of our favourites. Claire, living in Essex, says, 
to have some me time is a kind of escapism to regroup your mind and body and a walk helps clear any negativity. It makes you feel refreshed and aids your mental well-being for the day or night ahead. So very much in keeping what you were just saying, Laura. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm with you, Claire. (laughs) Um, We've also got Faye working in London who says, I feel like I need walk so much that it doesn't take much for me to dig out my earbuds and my trainers. Decent podcast, vitamin D, some alone time and the endorphins released from a brisk lunchtime walk are all I need to get me out. Yeah, I agree as well. Hopefully this podcast she's listening to. (laughs) That's why I I was going to say that, but I didn't want to um, put words into her mouth. I'm hoping she means us. (laughs) And Heather, who's living in Edinburgh, she gets out with the dogs first thing in the morning. She enjoys seeing the trees and chirping birds and the chance to meet other dog walkers other dog walkers for brief chats I mean they could be longer it depends who you're chatting to (laughs) I mean yeah if you've got a dog you haven't really got like an excuse have you you've got to you've got to get out there um I was walking my friend's dogs the other week and in the absolute torrential rain and by the the dogs were actually looking at me by the end of it like what are we doing (laughs) like this is just not okay um I feel like there's definitely a theme there from our listeners um Mm -hmm about how walking is um, me time for them. And um, Helen from Kent uh, adds from that. She says, since COVID, my job has become very sedentary. And more often than not, a walk at lunchtime is my one opportunity in the day where I get to do something physical. I live next to a forest too, so I love seeing the seasons gradually change from hazy sunrises in the summer to the leaves turning in autumn. Oh, that sounds absolutely dreamy, Helen. Lovely to live next to a forest like that. You've got no excuse not to go walking, have you? Definitely. <laughs> a little bit of lunchtime forest bathing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I've, oh, I've really loved being back recording with you guys. It feels very nice to do this in person. Yes, in person for the first time. It's been so great to be back and chatting with you both today. So a huge thanks from me to you, Danny, Laura, and of course, to our utterly fantastic first guest of the season, Giovanna Fletcher. Most important of all, though, thanks so much to you for listening. If this is the first time you've joined us, there are plenty more episodes you can subscribe and download. But if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you so much for coming with us and our fabulous guests on their walks to wellbeing. And so until next time... From me and the whole of the health and wellbeing team, stay well and see you soon. Before you unlace your trainers, we've got an exclusive health and wellbeing magazine subscription deal for you, our lovely Walk to Wellbeing listeners. Head to givestoyou.com forward slash apod2, that's A-P-O-D and the number two, to get three issues for just $9.99, saving you over 25% and delivered straight through your front door too. The link is in the description of this episode to make redeeming this fantastic offer simple and easy. Remember to share your walk with us on social media using the hashtag walk to wellbeing and you can even download exactly the same list of questions you heard our guest chat through earlier in the episode. You could record your very own walk to wellbeing episode and we'd absolutely love to hear it. For all the details, head to this episode's description and we hope you enjoyed strolling with us today.